Yo, welcome back to another episode of Not Your Typical Booty Scratchers. Uh, it's It's been a minute, but we back. Yes, sir. Glad to be in front of the cam. Glad to be sharing some opinions and some thoughts. A, a lot been happening in the world, bro, bro. Too damn much. Too yep. damn much. But before we hop into all of that nonsense, how you feeling, big dog? I'm good, bro. Um, nine to five as usual. Uh, working from home is kind of hitting a point. Where I'm kind of, I'm at a breaking point now. Like, I, I like it. I can watch, you know, my Undisputed in the morning. Facts. I'm skipping Shannon. I can make my coffee. Um, unk. Unk, you know what I'm saying? I could, I could save money and not get on CTA, which I'm tired of, too. I can't do CTA in 2021. Um, but also, like, I kind of miss being able to get to know people. Yeah, that's so a my, big key. Right, so I started a new gig, and I think... I don't even know half my coworkers by face. Like everybody's masked up, so um, that part has been kind of tricky. You've been going in, I did bit? when I first started. Yeah, so when I first started, I think there was a group of six of us that came in, and then already in the office, it was probably like ten to twelve people. And then once COVID and like October got crazy, then it was like four people. So um, I just miss seeing people. I miss kind of getting to know people. Um, doing the happy hours and shit with your coworkers and people complaining about, you know, regular everyday shit. So that's crazy yeah. that you mentioned that happy hour part because I miss happy hour, bro. That shit is. I started a new gig not too long ago myself, and apparently there's like a bar on one of the floors, and everybody like, inside the building you work yeah, at. Yeah, inside the building we work at, and everybody just keeps talking about how they want to get back to the office. So that they can, you know, drink. head down to the bar and drink. And I'm like, y'all insane. <laughs> As if you can't go to the, you can't go to the store and grab your own liquor, like, and just drink it in the crib. You bro. know who's trying to go to the bars, bro? Oh yeah, yeah without a doubt. Know, yeah. without you, a doubt. You, you know, you know who. The you non, know who. what is it? Non-pigmented folks, <laughs> or whatever the word is. Uh, they crazy as hell, but. I'm not looking forward to going back into the to the gig at all. I just think it's stupid at this point. Uh, everybody been working effectively and efficiently from the I grid. Agree. I agree. And like I don't I don't know what companies would think like productivity levels would be when people go back into the office. Like it's gonna shoot all the way down. Mm-hmm. Like I'm locked in eight hours a day to just focusing on my work. Like that's not good for my mental health. Like at least let me ease into that. So I agree. When do you think um it's gonna be official where we have to Cause what are we in? We're in April and yeah. into May. So you think probably June, by end of year for sure. I know by end of year for sure, a lot more companies and a lot more places going to be back in the office. Um, okay. I hope that they give people options. Obviously it depends on what industry you work in and stuff like that. Like for me, I'm in digital marketing. Like I really hope that they tell me like, yo, you can just work from home. You have the option to come in, but just stay at the crib. Cause I can do everything from Facebook and Google. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, I don't need an office. So, it is well, what it is. Overall, though, how do you feel just personally outside of work and you not trying to run to the bars? How do you Man, uh, how are you feeling? Ramadan Kareem to all my uh, Muslims out there right now. You know, I'm participating in Ramadan. It's been a struggle a little bit. <laughs> uh, for those of you who know me, for those of you who have been watching the shows, I drink coffee on all the episodes, and I ain't had no real coffee in, like, a week, a week and a half right, right now. now, and I'm going through it. Like, the food part, not even the worst. It's just the coffee. Like, I'm having withdrawals. I call them lean withdrawals, coffee, my lean. So, that shit been messing yeah, with me. you drinking the big cups, you too. You feel me? So like, know. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So, but other than that, though, man, I've been good. I've been blessed um, trying to count all my blessings, look at the positives. Obviously, there's times where I get down, you know, just about shit that's going on in the world uh just my life as a whole you know social media kind kind of makes it hard to just focus on yourself because you see what this person got what this person doing and i'd be having to like take hours at a time to just step away from that stuff and remember like my own accomplishments and what i've done up until this point in life so it's every day is every day is a new day for me, a, a new chance and a, a clean slate to just do something different for myself. So right. trying to stay busy, trying to stay positive, man. I think at the end of the day, kind of to piggyback off that, um, I fell victim to that too. And I think it's just times you have to just sit down with yourself and be like, you're running your own race. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not in this person lane. This person might have had 
disadvantaged somebody you might have known what they wanted to do since yeah. they were six, seven years old. And trying to keep up with the Joneses and shit will kind of drive you crazy. So we all want to be successful, but mm-hmm. everybody's not Usain Bolt basically running to that finish line. You know, so That's a fact. That's a fact. I see Usain Bolt then picked up like uh, that dancing aerobics and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that too. Um, but man, what you been listening to lately? It's been a lot of hot drops. Um, it's too much music, honestly, these days to keep up with. So I kind of be feeling like siloed and just listening to the same old music. But I try to stay up to date. What you been listening to? Uh, you know, I'm super big Griselda. That's my... You put me in tune with them. That's my favorite group, bro. So Conway it. just dropped something. I think it's called La Machina, which is crazy. They got it. Yep. Features from J.I.D. on there. Um, Benny. Facts. Westside. Ludacris. Um, and yeah, he's just consistent, bro. Like, he's just... That camp is just consistent. Like, I hate... Kind of what we're going through right now with Drake and Kendrick and Cole, like a motherfucker drop, you won't hear from him for five years. Yes, yeah, you know Kendrick, I'm talking to you. <laughs> um, but you know they're real consistent. The bars are always great. The production is always great, and I just like how they move as a as a team. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. ain't nobody hating on nobody. They work with each other, but they kind of all have their hands in different things. Modern so, day Wu Tang, exactly, yeah. exactly, and it's it's real hip hop. Um, I feel like everybody's a Dirk baby. Everybody's yeah. a young boy baby. Everybody, you know, they all sound the same, concept the same. Um, so it's good to kind of just hear like boom bap and real rap. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's just my bad. That's what I fuck with. So what about you? What you what you been tapping into? Before we uh, hopped on, we was talking about Corday. That, ah, that, that four piece that yes, he just dropped. Yeah. That Thorn Street right there. Like he dropped some heat. Um, Aside from that, man, I really just been in my old school bag, to be completely honest. Like, Lies, no, not even. <laughs> <laughs> but just like uh, old school rap. So like okay. Spotify, they be having a bunch of different playlists. Like I've been super heavy on the DMX lately. R.I.P. to our man. R.I.P. Um, Biggie, you know, that's my favorite artist of all time. Me so too, I've just been bro. going through all of his. Like, bro, if you sit back and really listen to like what Biggie was talking about, back in the early 90s, like, relative to the, to today, it's all still the same. And, like, dude was a visionary. And, like, Facts. the way that he just put stories together lyrically, like, nobody really is fucking with him. Like, I don't think Hov would be what we hear of him if Biggie was still rapping, to be completely honest. But you know what's crazy about Jay-Z, too, that I realized just kind of, this is segue, but when you listen to Biggie, like, Biggie had style and he had metaphors and he had um you know he had bars and then when i listen to early jay-z jay-z wasn't really barring you up but he was more like smooth he was like a slick you know i'm gonna talk my shit i got this Mm -hmm. you know and then just to see his progression now like triple entendres and shit and it should be crazy yeah it do be crazy i think the only hove album that i constantly like listen to probably like once a month is reasonable doubt Okay. Um, Good choice. And that's that's really what opened me up to him. I I don't really listen to any of his other like albums. I probably would play the mainstream joints, but I don't know. Some four four, four not for you, bro. It is. No, I'm playing for you. <laughs> you know, I'm not black. I'm OJ, but <laughs> that that four 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 was hot to me, but it's. I just be feeling like we have to find different ways to like speak to the people because like mu- music is one great way and like he was sharing gems but a lot of people like not really trying to sit up and listen to that. The beast not gonna catch it. Either. Yeah, you yeah, know that's, that's so, a fact. That's true. Um, but aside from that, you know the New York drill scene. That's always my favorite shit. genre. Just favorite genre right now. In my life, between like five year old, twenty two G's, like they Coach all the ghosts is tough. They too. be going crazy. Um, Speaking of Fabio, he just got arrested for having a, a blick on him. Peep, <laughs> Tried peep. to fight the police like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Ruga from Chicago. He been. He actually surprisingly has been doing the damn thing. I actually watched. I didn't know who he was, but I watched an interview he did with uh, what's white buddy name? No Adam. Jump. Yeah, and just insight into him as a person mm-hmm. and an artist. He seemed like a real dope artist. So definitely put me into him, bro. 
Man, he got this one mini man freestyle. They, you gotta check Crazy. that one out. He blacked on that. Okay, for real, for okay. Real. Say less. Say um, less. But yeah, man. Music is my life, so I'm constantly playing that. It's what gets me through the day. What about like R and B or other things? You man, get into I mean, that bag or you stay dog, away from? Every time my girl plays some R and B, I just be like turn the sleep music off. Like I, I can, <laughs> I can listen to it, dog. But I really, really have to be in the mood for it. Like if oh. I'm doing some work and all of that, hell no, I'm not listening to R and B, bro. Really? Like, nah, bro. I need to like you listen to some up shit, shit. Yeah. yeah, or I'll like some bars to actually like get me in my creative element. But nah, we just did a road trip, bro. On the way there, she played all that R&B, and I said, yo, on the way back, the aux is mine. Oh, Janae, how you go for you? Uh, I can't I even do you. it. I can't even do I it. Think, I think for me, I'm the same way. Every time I listen to R&B, I think about all the exes I had, and I just, you know what I'm saying? You start thinking about shit, I'm like, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> Let me get back to my Griselda shit. Um, but there's some great artists. You know, Ari, Ari Lennox is great. Um, Yo, Snow Allegra, fire. yeah, Snow yeah, Allegra is great. Um, so it's good music, but you know, it just kind of puts you in that, yeah, that and that reminiscent yeah. shit, yeah. And I'm, I'm cool on that. Light a candle, like burn your <laughs> incense, you know, do all that cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man. Um, what we got for the people this week, man? It's it's been a lot going on, dog. Heavy one. It's it's been a lot. I don't even know where to start. What you, what you trying try to hit? Man, with? let's just jump right into it, man. Um, obviously, there's a lot going on in the world, um, ranging from Adam Toledo to uh, Derek Chauvin to Micaiah Bryant. Um, but let's start at home. Let's start with Adam Toledo. Um, we all kind of know his story, 13 years old, um, shot in the Little Village neighborhood. Um, the story is um, police were responding to a shot spotter and I guess two people that lived in the neighborhood made calls. Mm -hmm. And within two and a half minutes of those calls being there, he was shot and killed. Um, for the people that did see the video, um, you could see the officer approaching him, kind of tell him to drop it, put his hands up. Adam turns, puts his hands up, no weapon in his hand. And he gets shot, I want to say Can't twice. Forget. The officer asked him, are you okay, after he shot him. Okay, okay. Great, 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 great point, great point, no, great he point. He asked him, are you okay? Great point. Where great are you point. shot, nigga? You just shot, shot him. me. Right, what you mean? Right, Where am right, I shot? Right, And um, Adam was accompanied by some, I believe his first name was like Ruben mm -hmm. Ramos, who was 21. Um, and yeah, obviously a lot of outpouring, you know. Um, the city has experienced a lot of police misconduct, police violence, and just in the world in general. So, you know, you have people kind of picking sides, like was mm. it justified? Um, was the officer protecting himself? So where do you fall and how do you feel about the the case and the situation in general? Yo, before I even talk about how I feel about the police aspect of it, yep. you know, I'm we always talk about how we got to hold ourselves accountable. Facts. One of the very first things that I thought about when I seen this was, as commun as a community, we have to do better as like older people in the community of like guiding the youth in the right way. This is a 13 year old who's with a 21 year old. Niggas who've been around, we probably know like that 21 year old probably told Shorty, hey, you hold this pole for me right, because you're you a minor. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's wrong, dog. Like, I truthfully hope that Mr. Ruben, that you are haunted for the rest of your life. Like, if it, if, they could charge you for murder. I wish they could, because, like, you ended that little boy's life. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, in the grand scheme of things. Like, we have to hold each other accountable, and we have to want to do better. Like, there's no reason the 13-year-old should have been out at 3 o'clock in the morning with a 21-year-old that's firing shots. And that's the part that blew me, bro. 3 o'clock in the morning, and on the video, I guess, because it was next to Farragut, they tapped the Farragut cameras, and they saw a video of, uh, the Ruben kids shooting at a car prior to. That's kind of what kicked everything off. And they're saying that the kids were in the gang. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They probably were, probably not. Like, you don't know. Right. Um, but again, to your point, like, you putting him in direct danger. Like, you know, three o'clock in the morning on a Monday, and you shooting at cars. And I just feel like, to your point, like, a community failed him. I feel like his parents, in a way, just kind of weren't 
rearing mm-hmm. him. And you know, when you're 13, you want to get out into the world. You're trying to figure out who you are, figure That's yourself you hop out. Off the porch, for real, for real. Right. You're trying to you're trying to get to know yourself. You want to fit in. You know what I'm saying? If he was in a gang, you're trying to be a part of something bigger than him. Um, but I just feel like a lot of people let him down. The police let him down. Um, his family, in a way, let him down. His homeboy, Ruben, like you said, let him down. And just seeing that video, like, I know a lot of people when videos and shit like that come out, they usually are like, yo, you know, I don't want to watch it. I make sure I watch every one because yeah. niggas are trying to spin the truth to you and tell you this and tell mm-hmm. you that. So it's good to kind of watch and get your own judgment. Um, obviously, he didn't have the gun in his hand when he turned. Um, they did find the gun, I think, a couple of feet away from him. But in that instance, I feel like as a police officer, like, if you're telling someone to stop and they stop, you have to have the patience to let things play out. I don't think you would run that far just to stop and turn and shoot at you. Yeah. If he was running, he could have been turned around and shot at you. Facts. That's that's how I Facts. feel. Obviously, I'm not in the officer's shoes, but I just feel like officers are kind of too quick to make Rash life or death. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of like, it's either let's go all the way or just... Actually, it's just let's go all the way. Yeah. There's no second guessing about, you know, let me take my time. You know, he stopped, he complied. It's just kind of like he complied, I'm scared, let me shoot. So that's my yeah, two cents on that. I mean, I don't have any words for it, bro. That shit's just wrong. You know, like, to when I first saw it, we got, you know, our boy Juice and Frank in the studio. They sent me the video. When I first saw it, I was like, damn, like, this is the first time I actually feel like the officer panicked. Like, he legit regretted the decision that he made because of what I heard him say. But then when you just, you know, think about it in retrospect, it's like, nah, bro, you had a flashlight in one hand, a gun in the other hand. Like, you had time to think, bro. Like, you ain't even bothered trying to turn your flashlight off, you know, Mm -hmm. as you approach Shorty. Like, the first thing you did was pull your trigger. You know, like, that, that's wrong. I mean, it all comes down to the way that these officers are trained in police academy, which, what is that, only four to six months or something of that nature that you have to be in the academy? We got to go to school for four years to get a degree to get a job. Why they only need six months, dog? Boy, like, you preaching right now. That shit, is, that shit is trash. You know, and I mean, we're going to get to this later down the line, but I watched the OJ video where he was responding about Bron. I ain't see that. Yeah, yeah. To me. And he said... I am, you know, against defunding the police, but I do believe that we should allocate better dollars to more training and things of that nature. I agree with him in that in that sense. Okay. If you're going to actually put the bread towards training them, assessing their mental well-being, looking into their background, seeing if they was the dweebs of their grade schools and high school. Because half these police officers, bro, they is dweebs, bro. These are niggas who was getting bullied every day in school, dog. Facts. You know? And I want to become a police officer so I can show you. You know? Like, get out of here, dog. Like, you're wrong. Dweeb is a hilarious word, by the way. Uh Yeah. Yeah, I just... Again, like... I can't really speak to being a police officer. That's never been a goal of mine in my life. Never will be either. Never. And I don't know. I'm CIA though. Shout out to Snowfall. Oh, you crazy, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I just, um, like, I can never, I can't pass judgment because I don't know what that level of stress is. A lot of times people be like, you know, you should do this. You should do that. You should have done this. And if you're not ready to do this, you know what I'm saying? It's like. Yeah, I, I feel you on that 100%. Like, if, if Adam Toledo was my brother, bro, I'd be hurt. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's a lot of stress in that environment. But I also do want to hold the police officer accountable. Like, if somebody's not complying with you and then they do comply with you, it's your job to trust in mm-hmm. that situation. Like, you're already going to chase this man down half yep. a block. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And he stops. Like... And just that image of him turning around with his hands up, bro, that should break my heart. It's fucked up. Um, I really don't have too much more to say about that, honestly. Should I just should. hop right into the Makia, what is it, Makia Bryant? Yeah. 13-year-old to a 15-year-old. Same same situation, same situation. Um, R.I.P. Makia. Um, topics like these, bro, is just, I just be at a loss for words. I really don't know what to say, honestly. Um I guess to give a little background, it happened in Columbus, Ohio. 
uh, Makia was confronted. I think she was 16, confronted by a group of other women. Um, when it happened, police were called. Police arrived at the scene. Um, you know, it was like a frenzy, basically, when they showed up. Um, and the police officer saw Makia running towards another young woman with a knife and ended up shooting her fatally. Um, she passed away. Seconds. Yeah, yep. And, um, bro, I'm going to let you take it because <laughs> this shit is just, I, I honestly. Yeah, bro, I mean, it's just sad. I mean, I think we kind of said all that could be said with the, within the Adam Toledo segment, but it's just mm -hmm. like, it all comes down to better training. It comes down to the possibilities of having police officers who are familiar with respective neighborhoods actually police those neighborhoods, you know, because they would have a better understanding of the community, you know, the people, and actually develop personal relationships. But we know, like, within these neighborhoods, don't nobody want to be 12. Don't nobody want to be a cop. So it's harder to do that. But I think going back to something I said earlier, that's when you really do background checks on these officers. You assess their mental well-being to see if, all right, are you fit to actually serve this community? Or, like, do you have, you know, neo-Nazi ways about you? Prior misconduct and shit. And yeah. So it's, it's messed up, bro. Um, you know, we talk about it time and time again. It's unfortunate that as... African Americans as minority people within America, you not only have to worry about, you know, your own communities and like the negatives that come about from it, mm -hmm. but you also have to worry about police, you know, and how yeah. they systematically are trained to really think that you are a threat when you were the one asking for help. Let me ask you, have you had a confrontation with the police in your life? Um, I'm not, yes, I'm yes, not, yes, just, yes. just a yes or no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brody. Hey, what's juice? Juice. You had a confrontation with the police in your life. Yeah. Have you had a confrontation? Have Gen you had a con? Yeah. Everybody I just pointed out is black in this room. Yeah. I've had one too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could poll a bunch of my white homies and white people I know, and it's not an attack on white people at all. But people that are of uh, non-African descent, um, you know, you ask them, and everything is is cool. Mm -hmm. And I literally almost every black person I know has had some type of, you know, interaction with police that's negative, period. That's a problem in itself. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, everybody in my phone book probably has had a confrontation with police. Yep. And why is that? We're not making up stories. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we're targeted. Sometimes people just pass judgment on us because of the way we look, so. Doc, I was, about two years ago, I was driving in Inglewood. I had, um, it was when I had, uh, a Dodge, and I had this U of I sticker on the back of it. Officer pulled me over. He was like, you didn't, um, he was like, you didn't turn, you didn't put on your turn signal when you was about to turn. I'm like, oh, my bad, I didn't realize it. He was like, I see that you have a U of I sticker on your, on the back of your car. Did you go there? I was like, yeah, I graduated with a, you know, bachelor's in woo, -woo. He's like, do you have an ID to prove it? Uh, <laughs> Thankfully that day I did have my U of I ID on me So I was able to show him But he was like oh great you know And nice to see that you're actually getting edged. Granted I, I didn't say that this was a white police officer It was a white police officer But to hear stuff like that It's like it's unfortunate you know, they don't, that believe, you they don't believe that bro And I can also think about the many a times that You know in high school I had on Ignatius basketball hoodies And that got me out of tickets Because they saw that you know, I, I went to St. Ignatius College Prep. That's happened to me, too, with the you, lanyard. For sure. You know, so it, it's just crazy the, the the things that we have to meet to be safe mm -hmm. rather than just being who we are, you know, intrinsically, like, just being good-natured people or, like, just being black individuals, you Facts. know? But it is what it is. Ain't shit gonna change about them, bro. How you feel about, uh, you know, kind of transitioning uh, with LeBron and his tweets and kind of the backlash he got from that? Um, LeBron got on Twitter, understandably so, being from Akron, uh, right outside of Cincinnati. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, is it Cincinnati that happened? It was. Columbus. Columbus, excuse me, Columbus. And, you know, that's his backyard, and he obviously feels some type of way, so he kind of tweeted out um, after Derek Chauvin was found guilty of all his counts, kind of 
you're next with the picture of the police officer that shot uh, Miss Bryant. So how do you feel about LeBron's tweets? Do you think, and this is just, I guess I'll play devil's advocate. Do you think as people of color, sometimes, you know, we're quick to pass judgment or do you believe it's, I guess, founded that we do so? So basically like, do you think LeBron isn't in the wrong for kind of jump into that conclusion? Do you think he is in the wrong? How do you feel about? I don't think he's wrong at all. I agree. Um, because could he have done more research? Yes. Of course. But at the end of the day, that that even though that case was kind of different, there's still thousands more cases that don't have the same light shed on it, you know, mm -hmm. and are going under under wraps. So like what he did, and I saw it as just him once again creating awareness about this huge problem like that, that we yeah. have within this country. You know, like, okay, yeah, you know, he was wrong for posting a picture of the officer. The nigga still shouldn't have shot the, the, the girl four times. That's like, a fact. Like, hold yourself accountable. And, bro, I saw a bunch of, like, verified accounts responding to his tweets saying that, like, LeBron, you promote racism. Like, you are somebody who is promoting the Yo, divide. somebody spray-painted the N-word on this nigga crib, man. Like, come on, bro. Like, you I'm know? not trying to hear none of that from... No, I'm I'm not, bro. They 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 just continue to try and silence people who want to have a voice, who want to make people aware mm -hmm. and turn them into public enemies. That's yeah. another reason why I hate social media, bro. It it gives too much power to internet thugs and internet gangsters, bro. People who would like say they said something like that to LeBron in his face. If he slapped the shit hey, out of that's them, a they gonna say two sixty, nigga. Like what you <laughs> right, you know, but. They won't realize that you're instigating the manner, you're an antagonizing somebody who's not trying to do anything but live his life and be a voice. And I think LeBron actually said that exactly. He was like, you know, me putting this up has created more tension and divisiveness. So let me step away. Let me gather the facts. Let me do my research, see what's going on. And I think that's really noble of him. And I think a lot of times, too, and I hate this, bro. When you post something on the internet, it's like you're married to that. You know what I'm saying? There's no change in your mind. It's like yeah. he said that shit, so therefore that's what he stand by. Like, nah, bro, let me step back and be able to change my mind. Like, yeah. niggas could change your mind if you get the facts about something. Just because I, I might tweet something because I thought I knew something and I'm wrong. But the whole world, and like you said, these guys on the internet uh, co-tweet co you and be like, Oh, I can't believe you feel this way, and this is who you are. We knew this, and, you know, I knew LeBron is promoting divisiveness and, you know, shit like that. So I think people do have the right to change their minds. I think people do have the right to make mistakes. Like, nobody's perfect. You know, if LeBron tweeted something, it's because it happened not too far from where he grew up, and it's in the midst of the trial that was happening as well. So I don't know. I think LeBron has been a great Samaritan, a great ambassador, um, he cares about his people, and that's kind of what I take away from that. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I think um, it's it's just interesting when you just think about the fact that Bron been doing this since Trayvon Martin. You know, yeah. he, he been he been speaking out. And I think he kind of, what is that, created that lane for athletes to kind of feel comfortable to speak out against social injustices. Because prior to that, yep. we weren't really seeing a lot of athletes do that. They was all too scared to lose a check. You know? I would say I would say the modern day athlete. Facts, facts, you know, facts, facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me say that. Yep. Yeah, let me be clear with that. Because Bill Russell, Muhammad Ali, all of them, yep. like, shit, did they damn thing. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like, did the damn thing. So most credit and all respect to, to those legendary guys. But, yeah, to your point, Brian is that, that liaison for the modern day athlete and you know, his former teammate, Kyrie Irving, has taken a different approach <laughs> about... I love Kyrie, bro. I love <laughs> you know, Kyrie. The man has changed what PTO means in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, you have to respect his, his vision and his cause. You know, like, he's doing all of this with a purpose. Mm -hmm. He made the team bust late when the Nets played Chicago so that he can give a shorty uh, some Pete, bread. Yeah, you know what I'm dope. saying? Like, he don't care about... 
them people that's paying him to be completely honest. He care about his community and people who look like him. His impact, yo. Yeah, so I think, uh, one, I, I'm not advocating for all athletes to be a voice because that's just not going to be the case. Some know? of y'all to, should not be saying shit, honestly. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep it on it. I've seen, seen some people tweet some shit in the past, bro, and it's like niggas wasn't checking for you, bro. We didn't we didn't really need your opinion on this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Leave it up to the guys that's really putting the work in. I think LeBron with his uh more than a vote, uh Chris Paul, you know, leave it up to those guys, you know. And not saying that I'm trying to shit on the other athletes, of course. Like say what you have to say. I can never tell you what to say. But if you gave me a choice between Pat Bev saying something and LeBron saying something, I'm going to go yeah. with LeBron because I feel Facts. like he's just an elder statesman in the NBA. So. And Pat Bev from out west, so he ain't nothing credible. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But moving past that, man, big news this week. Derek, I don't know how to say his last name, Chavin. No, I'm, uh, you won't get me to say Chavinci. it. Yeah. Um, dude was found guilty on all three charges. A, it was a blessing to see. Um, but I also feel like that's America's way of pacifying us and trying to get us to chill. Uh, that's that's the that's the kicker right there. That's the one. That's uh, the one. Just because as we see minutes afterwards, something happened in Columbus, Ohio. Like, mm. yeah, justice was kind of served, um, but there needs to be more reform. Um, I'm pretty sure even though he has like a max sentence of 70 years for all those charges, he's not going to get all 70. Of course not, bro. probably get 10 years, probably do two-thirds of that and get off on probation and be all good, parole, whatever. Um, so it's unfortunate, but I'm just glad that those jurors made the right decision. Um, I want to say rest in peace to George Floyd off rip. Um, that... Like, a lot of people had a whole bunch of different reactions to it. Um, some people were kind of like, yeah, you know, police accountability. I was one of those people. Other people were like, nah, we don't believe in that. This is the way they're trying to pacify us. Like, real police accountability would have been if he didn't die in the first place, which is 100% true. He had nine minutes to make a change. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it just, it hurts that it has to happen on a national, you know, platform or screen and everybody be in the midst of a pandemic for justice to be served. Like, you take away those two things or even take away the young lady who recorded the whole incident. Like, he would have got off. He yep. would have been cool. He would have been living his life. He probably would have been on, like, some type of probation mm -hmm. and would have came back on and, and continue, continue doing his job. Um, I just, it hurts, man, because it's like, we shouldn't be celebrating this to me. Like, I think it is a time to be kind of like happy about it, quote unquote. But like for it to be a celebration means like the work is done and it's not. Nowhere near done. Um, we definitely need to kind of figure out how to bridge relationships between police officers and the average person. It doesn't matter if the person is on drugs. It doesn't matter if this person is this or that. It's just kind of the initial interaction has to be smooth. Instead of you looking at someone of color as your enemy, take a step back and try to reason with them. Yep. I feel like police officers, I don't know if it's from film or if it's from what they're trained, but more often than not, it's kind of like apprehension. Mm -hmm. You know, you just come in with your hands up or your guns drawn. I'm going to pull my gun instead of a taser. You know, it's just always force, always force, instead of trying to reason with people um, who you're encountering. So I think we need to start off with that first and foremost. Um, Police the biggest gang in the world. That's man. a fact. That's true. That's true. Yeah, they rep they shit to the death of them. It's kind of crazy. And something my barber told me I didn't even think about was like, even though the officer in the trial, you know, he's locked up, he's found guilty. You know, think about all the people behind the scenes that's putting money on his books. Oh, that's man. like, yo, you're a hero. You know, we... We got your back and is, you know, probably sending money to his family. And you probably got, like, let's say Trump behind the scenes trying to get lawyers because yep, he's going to try yep. to fight the outcome of the case. Like, it's just a, a sick world to be in, bro, and it hurts. But I'm kind of happy that his family got justice. It was dope to see his family kind of, like, cry and celebrate. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I think all that shit is dope. 
So rest in peace to George Floyd. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that it took his death to kind of spur change. Um, but I think the country is awake in a way. And um, hopefully you can make further changes in um, our communities and the way our police interact with our community. So it's only up from here, man. That's a fact. Uh, something we didn't talk about, we just spent a few minutes on it, is the right in Minnesota, Don, what is it, Dante Wright? Mm-hmm. The, the, young, oh, bro. the young man who was, I mean, okay, from my understanding, yes, he did have a warrant. Yes, he did try to flee. No, he shouldn't have been shot. Is That's just like how I view it, you know, and to think, it's crazy how a lot of stories like come back full circle. George Floyd's girlfriend taught him in school. So Dante Wright. Nah, yeah. for real? Yeah. Like really? Really. Taught him in school. So it's like conspiracy theory brain running, but go ahead. Exactly. Go ahead. So the 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 shit is crazy. And I think it's something similar. It was like Emmett Till and and somebody else's death had Fred, Emmett Till and Fred Hampton's death had a relation as well. You know, so it's it's just crazy. Like, when things are really about to change or, like, when when there's something new about to come about, it always comes back full circle. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's just, un- like, that justice was not served when you just think about the fact that somebody with close relations to George Floyd still had to go through that. And then I just another angle that I took from it, was I think I had a conversation with one of my fraternity brothers. Dante Wright's mother is white. So now we're going to see a white mother on TV crying, you know, Mm. that her son was just lost. Yeah, they can continue to shift this narrative and focus on the black side of him. But what I'm interested in seeing is, all right, will this be the wake up call for like white people now? To, to actually join in the fight? I'm or will a, you focus on the black only? I'm going to stop you right there, bro. They're going to focus on the black only. That's just kind of what we've seen throughout history. Unfortunately, like, it's just, it's it's the it's the man. It's the man. It's the black man. It's the it's the threat. It's, that's the threat. Like, and what sickens me the most about this case, the woman is a 27-year veteran of the Minnesota, I think, Brooklyn Police Department in Minnesota. 27 years, bro, you don't know the difference between a taser and a gun? She didn't want to know the difference. Yeah. Knocked it out the park. I got nothing to say after that, bro. She was trying to get some high fives from the gang when she got back to the office, bro. That's all she was trying to do. Bro, and how how can you, if somebody's trying to, first of all, if you look at the video, two cops at the at the uh, driver's side, right? So from what I've seen, it's a black cop. It's her, and on the passenger side, I think there's another cop, right? So why do you feel the need to even pull a gun when you see him trying to jump back? Like, he's not going to jump in the car, somehow take the car out of park. You know what I'm saying? And drive off. Like, that's not what's going to happen in this three, Mm y'all. You know, but your first instinct is, let me reach for a weapon. And not even that, you fucked up. And you grab the wrong weapon. And I did research on it, bro. And the differences between the tasers that they're licensed and the guns are given, bro, it's like a fucking holding an apple and holding a banana, bro. It's two different things. Like, mm-hmm. you can't fuck that up, basically. It's impossible. And you've been there 27 years. Yeah, man. Ain't bro, no that, shit is, it, bro. that shit is crazy. It ain't, it ain't no explanation for it. But this shit too sad, bro. Yeah, this is, this is a heavy episode. R.P. <laughs> Dante Wright. Yeah. Um, Adam Toledo. Adam Kia Toledo. Bryant, yep. Uh, George Floyd. Yep. Uh, Jacelyn Adams, yep. Chicago, seven year old. Rest in uh, peace. Rest yep. in peace. Like, shit, it's only April, man. <laughs> it's only April. 2020 was bad, bro. I feel like this is just yeah. 0.5 of that, bro. We got to be the change we want to see. We say it time and time again. Fuck the man. Do what you got to do. Do your research. Um, support your local businesses. Don't patronize them, but support them. Um, and yeah. What we got next? My dude, let's get into some more lighthearted topics, man. <laughs> let's switch it up for yeah, a little bit. I'm, 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 
these past couple of months have been heavy, so I just want to highlight something I thought was dope. Um, you know, Chicago's own Dwayne Wade gets an ownership stake in the Utah Jazz. Um, I believe NBA um, rules regulate that. You know, if you do have ownership, it has to be at least 1%. Um, Dwayne Wade joins a list of other NBA athletes who've had ownership stakes in teams, including Shaq in Sacramento, Grant Hill with the Atlanta Hawks, uh, Magic Johnson, who had a 4% stake in the Lakers at a time. Um, MJ. MJ with the Charlotte Hornets, majority owner. Um, so I just want to big up D Wade. I think it's major. Uh, I also believe a lot of times when athletes are kind of done with kind of performing on the biggest stages, you know, they're kind of just viewed as an athlete. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. Like, you're just an athlete. You just shot a basketball. You just ran with a football. You made a couple tackles, and that's it. Yeah. And it's great to see, you know, the athlete become an owner because I feel like for you to excel in that sport, like, you had to have a – like, you know what the fuck you're doing. Like, mm -hmm. Like a Draymond Green, like I'm sure when Draymond is done playing, he's gonna be a coach or something. Yeah, he's gonna be in the background because he has a mind for the game. He yeah. excels at the game. So why not give more athletes, especially the ones that excel, you know, ownership stake in the franchises that they help build? Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to big up D Wade. I think it's dope. What you think about that? Shit's super dope, bro. Yep. And this is just one accolade among many for like D Wade. Like he's been a trailblazer. In the league and outside of the league, one of the first guys to sign with a Chinese shoe brand and yep. blow that up. You know, he has, you know, I troll him for it, but I commend him as well. <laughs> like, he has shed light on, like, child identity, you know, and like... Real one for that. That's yeah, true. you know what I'm saying? Like, when you just think about the stereotypical black house, like, you know, oh, no, you don't know what you are. Like, no, you're not that. You know, like, you definitely are this. Yeah, D-Wade put all of that aside, <laughs> oh. you know, and is making it okay, normalizing it, and, and showing other, you know, black people and black households, like, as a parent, you have to adapt. You have to update, you know, update yourself and gather as much knowledge as possible so that you can be the best parent possible. So Facts. I think this is great, man. I don't know his... The percentage of ownership but i'm super ecstatic to see that he has a young donovan mitchell over there and they can part two basically you know she's about to be fired so best super out of chicago d-way i'm biased i already know you know who i'm probably gonna say Pooh. of course yeah it's between Pooh and it but D-Wade up there. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas is up there. Isaiah that's, Thomas is a dog. Yeah, he is, <laughs> he a dog. He is, bro. That's a fact. That's Isaiah true. Thomas is a that's dog. True. Like, he has right to be mad at Mike because he knew, Mike knew IT I fucking him up. I always think about this, bro. I don't know if you've seen the last, or you definitely yeah. seen the Last Dance documentary, but I know Isaiah Thomas puts up this front on NBA TV and shit that he's this cool ass, nice, bro. <laughs> Nah, I'm sure. I don't know if you've seen a scene where they lost to the Bulls, lost to the Pistons the year before they swept them out the playoffs. Um, and uh, Isaiah Thomas, you know how, like, after the game, you dab everybody up, you're like, okay, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, niggas probably talk shit and be like, yo, that's week. I'll see you next year. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas whispered something to Michael Jordan, bro. Uh, and Michael Jordan's face was just like, he took it. You could tell it's like he wanted to break down, bro. <laughs> I don't know what Isaiah Thomas. I didn't know what he said. I don't know what he said to him, bro. But I think that's what made Mike a savage. Yeah. And the next year they knocked him out. So I got love for it, but he's not like this clean cut. Like it's, it's oh. NBA basketball, bro. Like I just said, he's from out west, bro. That's a like, fact. Yeah, he came from nothing too. Like, Salute dude, to it. You came from they, nothing. They they different. Pat Bev and it is one in the same. Pat Bev just can't hoop, <laughs> but still, <laughs> they one in the same. Facts, uh, facts, facts. But yeah, man. All in all. I give it Pooh, IT, D Wade in that order. I agree. Uh, Probably missing a bunch of legends in there. A whole bunch. Yeah. AD um, uh, in there as well. Yeah. AD just unfair though, bro. Cause dude went from like 6'2 to 6'11 in hey, one year. AD, AD got a gold medal with Kobe, yeah. Brian. He was on that yeah, team on at that. like 18, 19. That's so. facts. That's facts. Um, keeping it on basketball, uh, Kobe Bryant. 
Um, you know, one of our idols growing up. Man. Probably the reason we fell in love Ooh, with the game. 1,000%. Um, recently, him and Nike's partnership ended, um, basically letting the Kobe Bryant namesake become a free agent. Um, his wife is probably, who well, I'm guessing is probably in charge of the estate. Um, so how do you feel about that? Do you think, I know that uh, LeBron has a lifetime deal with Nike. Um, Kobe obviously did not. Do you think Nike should up the bag and try to get Kobe back on the brand or kind of let Kobe shake and do his own thing? How do you feel about? I don't know. To, uh, to compliment that, Mamba Academy also had to remove Mamba from the name Mamba Academy. Stop word. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and they, you know, spokesperson wow. for Mamba Academy ended up coming out saying that, um, what was it? That they were just trying to respect the family and like essentially that name brought back too many memories. And since Kobe's not a part of it anymore, like split ways. I don't, I don't really get it. Like, why would Nike end a partnership for such a, like, sought-after shoe, um, a legendary player? The most worn shoe in the NBA by players, 20%. You know, yep. the most worn, like, it It doesn't make sense. It really just sounds like they're not trying to collect a bag, and what business isn't trying to collect a bag? You know, um, I have my own thoughts about his relationship with his wife, and I truly believe that, like, a lot of this is her and her greed, to be completely honest. If there is, oh, if she boy, does coming play in with any the part, hot topics, boy. Hey, man. Coming with the hot takes. That's Like that's I said one. in my first release of this, if you soft, <laughs> don't watch this because I'm on here talking. But no. Um, <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like, it just doesn't sit right with me, G. It doesn't make sense. Like, if, if Michael Jordan was to pass away, like, would there be a conversation of his shoe brand like disintegrating? Never that, bro. It's, that's impossible. I think Nike basically is synonymous with Michael Jordan. Facts. Like they're basically one and the same. Like, granted, he has his own offshoot off Nike, but like he helped build that brand. Like, that's facts. You know what I'm saying? Like his 85, 84 release sneaker basically shattered yeah. the sneaker industry. Yeah. Like it broke the industry. I think what I think would be dope, like, like I can't speak to Vanessa. I don't know that relationship. Right. Uh, I don't know. You know, that's a lot of money that you're kind of put in charge with. You got lawyers and you got contracts and you got a lot of shit to juggle. But I think it would be dope um, for Kobe's brand to kind of do like a tour. So like Adidas do like a collab with Kobe, you know, bring back or do a, like a repurposed version of his mm. original Adidas. That'd be fire. Reebok do a fucking collab with Kobe. Um, I don't want Puma. No, Puma can stay away from that I'm shit. Dead. Puma shoes on there. But, I'm dead. Uh, you know, just just the 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 basketball brands, I think, would be dope if they kind of did their own versions of a Kobe shoe. And I think Vanessa made it uh, made a good point that, um, you know how sneaker culture is right now. The reselling market is crazy. Limited amounts of sneakers. You got to pay damn near double, triple to get a shoe Man. you want. And she made it a point to be like, I want his shoes to be accessible to, to everyone. So I think that part of this partnership ending would be dope. But I think Nike, out of respect for Kobe and the work he put in and like, you know, his DNA is all over the game and mm -hmm. in the sneaker industry. Like they should figure out a way to make this a lifetime partnership. Like if you could give one to LeBron, bro, you could definitely give one to Kobe. And that's just my... Two cents on it's it. probably just a matter of who is going to execute the shoe idea and design. Like probably mm -hmm. nobody knows it better than Kobe, you know. So that probably may be a factor into it. He can't have any input, but I'm still gonna blame Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, man. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh I want to touch on uh DMX. So uh Dog. yeah, DMX. No recently passed, um, huge icon in rap, um, very unique, had his own style, influenced a lot of rappers. You know, I love Pop Smoke, bro. Even a Pop Smoke growl came from yeah. somewhere. It's from DMX. Yeah. Um, so, and Pop Smoke actually on DMX's new album. I did see that, that's yeah. a fact. So I just want to ask you, bro, what are kind of your earliest memories of 
DMX. Obviously, we grew up in a different generation. Mm. Like I came up, you know, Dipset era, Wayne era, um, the Clue mixtape, like that kind of offshoot. But I still knew who the fuck DMX was without a doubt. So my, how you feel about DMX, bro? My pops is an avid DMX fan. So yeah. like I grew up in the crib kind of like, rocking with DMX and and some of his his albums and his tapes but it was also it was always on a that's the man with the dog like as a yeah, kid you know facts. like crazy man who liked dogs um, <laughs> <laughs> that can rap yeah that can yeah, rap you know facts, facts. and then i think last summer BT did that Rough Riders documentary oh which i said to watch and it taught me like so much more about that man that i never knew and like it it made me get emotional bro like Seeing that man's story, he didn't want to have to do half the things he did in life. Mm. But that's kind of like all he knew. And to see him blow up to have four, what was it, platinum albums back to back to back. About two platinum albums in a year. You know, and and like continue to break records, bring people together. And most importantly, bro, he would pray with everybody at every concert. Yeah, that's fire. That's dope. You know, and... I went and got me a black dog, bro. And after watching like the documentary, I'm like, yo, I feel like DMX, me and JoJo. You feel me? Like, I want to be everywhere with my dog and shit. Real so, shit, real shit. Uh, super sad to see him pass the way that he did. We still don't really know like what led to his his passing. Um, but he definitely lived a life that we will remember. Uh, how you feel? Um. Just kind of, let me shout out my brother, Sean. Um, you know, growing up in the house, you know, I was a couple of years removed from my siblings, but, you know, Sean would play Jay-Z all the time. You play DJ Clue tapes. Max, um, them Clue tapes were something yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy, bro. Yeah. That's when I got put on the fab. Yeah. Um, but he would play DMX and I just, from the hits to like the cuts, and DMX was really like a big influence into why I got into rap. Like, granted, like Dipset really put the Dipset and Wayne really put the battery in my back, but like the respect and reverence I have for DMX was great. Like, great rapper, great person. And even though, you know, he kind of had his ups and downs, you know, drug addiction, he had to go to rehab a couple times, um, you know, family stuff, money stuff. He battled all of that, but you can see in his passing, like, anybody he interacted with was like genuine like mm-hmm. he'd just be cool like i seen a tweet about him picking up a kid from school for a, a promoter him and the promoter went and took uh, the promoter's crazy. kid out of school you know what i'm saying just <laughs> stories like that and i think x definitely touched the world with his music um the biggest thing i respect about him is that he was unapologetically himself yep. like he ain't try to cap for to nobody he ain't try to act different or whatever like he was DMX, like the way he talked, like he'll whisper for a little bit, then get loud, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 DMX. That's who he was, and he didn't try to front. Like that's how he talked to everybody. Facts. And I think that's the dopest part about him. I think um, his existence here was like a lot of suffering, and like yeah. I think I do remember yeah. from uh, the snip snippets I seen from the Rough Rider stuff, just about kind of how at a young age, like. He smoked a, a lace blunt or some shit like that. So, you know, for him to kind of make it out of that to become who he was, which is like a rap megastar, basically him and Jay-Z was one and one, neck Thanks. and neck. Um, is a testament to his endurance and um, nothing but respect for DMX, man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Random memory from watching Rough Riders. They say bro used to rob people. With, with his, his dogs. Dog, this is Swiss Beast used to rob niggas too. <laughs> I didn't know about that, but if I ever seen Swiss Beats try to rob me, bro, that's, that's some <laughs> shit right there, bro. 50 I, pounds trying to rob you. You feel me, dog? Yeah. Like, dude, get out of here. But if you had a dog with you, bro, if you had a pit with you, yeah. somebody try to rob you. Man, bro, that's somebody talking like that, bro. You feel me? <laughs> I with a dog, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's, right that's there, different. That'll do that's it. Different. That's different. <laughs> Give me your shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's different. Yeah, no. That's different. Yeah, man. Yeah. So rest in peace, DMX. Um, you know, hopefully you got your flowers. Shout out to Nori with the Drink Champs interview. Yeah. It was great to kind of see um, that side of his life. Um, and just, man, I'm just happy that he was able to escape his suffering. And mm-hmm. he just, you know, he stamped DNA's and rap forever. So that's all Facts. I can say.
Rest in peace to a legend. Man, something that we talked about earlier this week was that KD million dollars worth of game interview. Favorite player on the planet Earth. KD nice, dog. You the coldest, bro. He's the best. It's kind of scary how easy the game is to him, to be honest. And it's just like, I don't really see him like not being like, you know how some LeBron, we're we're scared that if his athleticism goes away, like he'll just be a non-factor in the league. Cause like his shot is okay. But you know, it's like KD, what can he lose that will make him a non-factor? And I can't really pinpoint anything because he could shoot. He's shifty. He's shifty. He's already seven feet, so he doesn't need much to dunk, you know? So it's like, I don't see him being stopped no time soon. He got a lot of he's a lot of years left for him to hoop. Factual. But that million dollars worth of game interview, one of his first <laughs> interviews <laughs> since his encounter with Shannon Sharp, uh, him yeah. going back and forth with uh, White Mike. Uh, what's 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 his last name Rappaport. again? Mike Rappaport. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had a funny moment on there, dog. Where I thought I thought it was just him being absent-minded. You said he was trolling Russ. Bro, stop it, Dooley. Come on, bro. Why you think he was really? Why you? Bro, think- he went to the <laughs> NBA Finals with this man, bro, as your starting point guard, dog. <laughs> like, how can you be? Ab- nigga, you learn. <laughs> you named Serge Ibaka <laughs> before Russ. Bro, stop playing with me, Dooley. Come on, Hey, bro. man. Come you done on, played bro. with some talent, though, since Rush, G. Dooley, stop playing <laughs> with me, bro. Stop it. You went to the NBA Finals with Russell Westbrook as your starting point guard. Hey, man. I, I just feel like KD know what he's doing at the end of the day. He's trolling people. He's going after the Michael Rappaports. He's going after the Shannon Sharps. He's basically inserting himself in media. You know, because he, he likes the engagement. He likes yeah, to troll. Yeah, he yeah. likes to get a reaction. He knows that's the first thing people are going to spend 45 minutes <laughs> of their show talking about, a, a tweet. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's hilarious. Like, he did it on purpose for sure. Um, but I just think it's hilarious because he knows people are just going to bite that because it's his Kevin Durant. So let me, he got that, burner accounts, bro. Like and it's, it's, That brings me to a great question, bro. Like, how do you feel about the level of sensitivity with these players these days and like them feeling the need to respond to absolutely everything that is said, like on whether by sports analysts, like on social media and all of that. Uh, Social media is the best and worst thing that's happened to us. I think Um, some things don't always need a response. I think that's kind of why salute LeBron because Skip Bayless come for this man neck every week, bro. I had a tweet that I was like, uh, if uh, somebody, what did I say? If somebody was trying to shoot Skip Bayless and LeBron jumped in the way to take the bullet, Skip Bayless would be like the shooter had bad aim. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, 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 just because, bro, just because. And it's like, I think Skip Bayless knows his career is based on LeBron. Yeah. If Skip didn't have LeBron to talk about, you'd be done. Facts. Niggas not trying to hear about the Cowboys every week. Like, I swear. It's, that's, that's the facts, but. I'm glad he just stopped taking pictures on Instagram with the oh, Mexican yeah. mics. That shit was pissing me <laughs> off, The Team Jordans. The Team Jordans, bro. Like, damn, dude, you got to move with them. Yeah, facts, facts. I, uh, I, I don't respect. I mean, I, let me not say that. I think sometimes it is warranted because sometimes analysts do talk crazy. Like the dude that was trying to talk crazy about LeBron, uh, he's a black analyst. Uh, oh, name? oh, oh, the, yeah. The, the, yeah, dude is Whitlock, Whitlock, Whitlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just coming yeah. for LeBron in the worst ways. Like, he has a history of that nonsense. Right, yeah. right. And I, I salute LeBron because LeBron is the most pressure any athlete has had to face, I think in sports period since 18 you know what I'm saying so I I salute him because I personally never seen LeBron say anything to anyone LeBron just go who that's it he let the people kind of go with their arguments and he's not clutch and he's not that and he just performs like um, I have the ultimate respect for that and I also feel like athletes don't always have to respond to everything and anything I think it's bait and that's how kind of these shows kind of get their viewers and all that so how do you how do you feel 
I don't know, bro. Maybe I'm old school, but it's like, gee, if you don't know me for real, I don't give a damn what you say about me. Like, you think if, KD's soft for uh, responding to tweets? I think he's soft for having a burner account, but <laughs> <laughs> um, which I actually let me take that back because that's essentially the same as like people having finstas and all of that. But I think he's like a dweeb for. He was advocating for himself a lot on the burner accounts and like making himself, you know, sound like Katie a fan. And e. Russ, right, he right. Done it, you yeah. know, like that shit's corny, <laughs> dog. Like you, you corny. But Bro. I don't, I don't really like how these players feel the need to go back and forth with people who are getting paid to do a job. Right. Like at the end of the day, you know that they just saying some stuff because this is their job. They're right. sharing their opinion. Yo mama share her opinion with you. Like, you don't always say something back there. You know, like, you just let that shit go. That's my mama. Like, sometimes, so. sometimes, I'm sorry, bro. Sometimes I just feel like analysts cross the line. Facts. And then it becomes from sports to personal. Facts. Then it's like you still just start pulling at strings and you making up stories. And I heard, uh, Draymond and stuff went and cried in the park. Like, yeah, yeah he's grown. Ain't nobody calling to cry about to get KD to come. Like, it just be shit like that that I don't respect. But I think criticism is a part of the game. They're analysts, they're reporters. That's everybody gets criticized. But the ones that go a little too far, I just, I don't vibe with. So. I'm also a, like a menace, my damn self, and I be trolling oh, like celebrities. Yeah, I be trolling this celebrities and doing all that. <laughs> like, so that's also probably why I feel like I don't really care because it come with the territory, bro. You put yourself in that in that light. But to your point, people do go too far sometimes. Truth. I got a million dollar question for you. Talk to me, bro. Summer is coming up. Mm-hmm. Who you think gonna win? The hot girls or the finesse boys? Oh, um, so I heard a PPP ship and they've been cracking down, so they already taking the loss for the <laughs> for them Man, people. Look. Uh so a lot of niggas gonna be looking real bad this summer, but and I think Sweetie got the chicks in their bag right now too. Yeah, Quavo had to get his car back, bro. That's, you feel that's, me? that's that's actually to me that looks worse to on um, Quavo's part. But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, he's um, an Indian giver, but shit, for <laughs> right, 250K, right. I need that back, back too. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> that's real. That's real. I need that back. I ain't give you a wedding ring. I can have my car. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a shout out to the women. I think this is a summer that they can shine. A lot of girls have boyfriends now. So this summer, we're going to see how that shakes out. Um, if they even can come out, a lot of these chicks been getting pregnant over this nine months in quarantine, bro. But honestly, bro, I think it's... You're going to see some wild shit, bro. And I honestly believe this is going to be the greatest summer ever because everybody been inside. And not everybody's getting a chance to get outside. A bunch of the homies been in the gym. Niggas been running up money. You know, people just been finding different creative outlets. And now that concerts yeah. are opening back up, I just seen a Rolling Loud lineup. That shit look like... Look like death. It do, but it looked like a fun death. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, <laughs> I, I might I might fuck around and go. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. But it's just I just feel like it's just so much pent up. Like yeah, we're nah. people. We gotta be social beings. We gotta get outside. I personally need a rooftop and an old fashioned to really get my mind kind of at ease. And yeah. people are starting to take trips now and shit like that. So I got like five lined up for this summer. Yeah, you a second, trip boy. Yeah. Yeah. You, after you this second dose of the vaccine, bro, I'm Audi three thousand. What's the best place you got into? Well, let me put this disclaimer, dog. I'm going places, but I'm also, like, not about to hit clubs and, like, do all of that. Like, I'm still trying to be as safe as possible. But I am... This nigga lying. You lying. I know you lying. As soon as he touched down, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I know I'm going to Houston. I'm supposed to go to... Bo- you know, uh, Miss Harris' daughter getting married. Mr. Harris' daughter getting mm, married in Boston. Right, yeah. yeah. So I'm going out there. Um, a couple other places. I got a, a credit for an international trip. I'm trying to figure out. I got to use it by December, so I'm trying to get up out of here. I can see you in Italy. In Italy, bro. Nah, you. I, I want to be around my people, bro. Right mm. now, the world uh, against us. That's the realest, <laughs> boy. That's the realest shit. Damn, <laughs> that's some real shit. I'm trying to come see my mama when I get back. You going? You going to Gambia? No. Uh, well, I'm I'm trying to at the end of the year. This new gig we got FTO. Like flexible time off, so and you could take up to like three weeks at a time. So wow, I'm out of 
Damn, salute to Dooley, bro. This you man, he working. That's that's awesome. Now so. ask me if I'm gonna stay there. That's the, <laughs> that's the million dollar right. question. That's the million dollar question for anybody, for everybody. Yeah, but yeah, man. Um, hot girl summer for sure. You think so? Yeah, for sure. Hot girl summer. You could say that, bro. You comfortable? You you, you can I'm say chilling. that. Bro. Yeah, got my lady at the crib. You, can say that, you know, you lady can say and that. a dog. So I'm, <laughs> I'm decent, bro. You know, I'm chilling. But yeah, man, this this was a, a heavy ass episode. It's a lot going on in the world. Do your research. Stay safe. What you got to say to the people? Uh, I just want to let my black people know we love you. Um, stay strong. The work is not done. Um, obviously. There will be ups and downs this year um, throughout uh, 2021. Um, I just hope that we can stick together um, and just fight for our people. I think that's what's most important. Um, and yeah, another episode down and we appreciate everybody that's tuned in. We love the feedback. Um, if you guys do want to reach out to us um, and hit us up about topics that you want to hear us talk about, whether fashion, this is the fashion guy himself, um, sports, uh, music, world topics, Chicago topics. Um, please let us know. You know, DMs are open. You guys know our numbers if you're homies with, of ours. Um, yeah, we just appreciate the support, man. And that's that's it. And you can we email got. us, notyourtypicalbootyscratchers at gmail.com. Instagram page and all of that loading real soon. On the so, way. On the way, man. Appreciate y'all. Another episode down. Great dog. Solid, 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 solid.